The following program is presented by Kevin Shorey Ministries, whose mission is to fulfill the Great Commission by spreading the word that Jesus is the answer for this world today. What time is it? Why, it's time for A.M. Kevin. That's right. From Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, it's time once again for another edition of A.M. Kevin. Starring evangelist, composer, and gospel artist Kevin Shorey and the entire A.M. Kevin Club gang. And now, from the A.M. Kevin Studios, located in Stonebridge Books and Gifts in beautiful Ashland City, Tennessee, reaching coast to coast and around the world, with the message that Jesus is the answer for this world today, is your host, Kevin Shorey. Good morning, or whatever time of the day it is. Isn't it a great day to serve the Lord? I'm so glad that you're watching today. I found another hero, a hero that I want to introduce to you for the first time on the AM Kevin Club. It is Chris Whitney, the founder of One Genoway, and we are going to have him on in just a little bit. But, you know, I, I've got to get my rant out first. If I get my rant out, I feel so much better because all of the things that have been happening in this nation are driving me crazy. And I cannot believe some of the things people are falling for. But... I'm just going to touch on a little bit and just get my soapbox out of the way. And then Chris Whitney will come on. And uh, anyway, so take it away, Larry, if you will. It's time now for Kevin's Soapbox. News. Thoughts and commentary from your host, Kevin Shorey. Now, here's Kevin. Well, I hope you're having a great day. I hope I don't mess it up either. But today, June the 2nd, in 1692, the Salem Witch Trials began. You know, I love history. That history, I don't care for. You know, that's up in the state. It started in the state where I was uh, born in Massachusetts. But... On a, on a good note, in 1835 on this day, P.T. Barnum began the first circus tour of the United States, bringing the circus to everybody around the United States in 1835. Well, speaking of circuses, I believe our own president's rhetoric in the name of justice is actually uh, just a political circus. What he did yesterday, maybe I'm not going to judge his sincerity. I'm not going to judge the fact that, yes, there was injustice done 100 years ago in Tulsa, Oklahoma and, and around our country. But in the name of justice and what he says, listen, I believe he's ramping up hatred and causing strife in our nation just by saying that our nation is racist, our, our nation is hateful. Yesterday's political circus in Tulsa was just a show to get more voters, uh, particularly the black vote. Well, if you look at his history and his own voting, our president's past reveals the opposite of everything that he said yesterday. And then, you know, just get ready. Get ready, because here's what I really wanted to say. I'm not pointing a finger. You know I don't hate anybody, and I pray for our president every day. But get ready for new witch trials to come. I really feel that that may be coming if we God's people don't step up and pray. But this time, it's not going to be those claimed to be witches. It's going to be those just because you're white, just because you're a Christian, just because you're a Republican, you'll be labeled equal to a witch. So let's pray. Let's seek God's faith. Let's pull down these strongholds that are being created by the enemy. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's not man, not even the president, but they're mighty through God. That's the good news. Through the pulling down of every stronghold. Come on, let's begin to pray so there's no more witch trials. And uh, the only circus is found under a big top tent with three rings. Come on, that's my soapbox. I'm sticking to it. Larry, take us out. Oh, Larry!
This concludes this edition of Kevin's Soapbox, thought-provoking news, thoughts, and commentary from your host, Kevin Shorey. Kevin's Soapbox is a regular feature of the AM Kevin Show. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Yes, I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, I made it. We got a great guest on today. It's, he's really uh, a newfound hero. I met him just a little bit. Well, I'll talk about him just a little bit. But in all seriousness, it's just that the Lord is coming soon, and we need to be ready for the return of the Lord. And when we're ready for him, it means we're prayed up. We're, we're, we're full of his power and doing everything he's called us to do and everything possible we can do before his return because he is coming soon and uh, I just want to uh, uh, I want to be ready how about you until then one of my favorite songs I recorded on my heaven CD I'm dreaming dreaming yeah dreaming about you Hoping that someday soon Through the clouds you'll come bursting through Cause I really want to see you And I really want to be with you Oh Lord, I'll keep dreaming about you I'm hoping Hoping that it won't be long when all your children get together, we'll be singing you a song. Cause we really wanna see you. And we really wanna be with you. Until then, I'll keep dreaming about you. You told me when you went away that you'd be place and how my heart does yearn for your returning I long to see your blessed face and praise you for your mighty grace and thank you Lord for Calvary thank you Jesus oh I'm dreaming I'll keep dreaming, dreaming about you, dreaming of you, hoping that someday soon through the clouds you'll come bursting through. Cause I really wanna see you, and I really wanna be with you with you. Oh, until then, I'll keep dreaming about you. Oh, I sure do love you. about you can't wait to see you I'll keep dreaming about you oh yeah oh yeah and the crowd goes wild because Jesus is coming soon come on up here ladies and gentlemen I want to introduce you to you I met him uh, recently just a couple of weeks ago at a fundraising breakfast with all the leaders of this town and uh, this man is Chris Whitney wait Chris 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 I've got to get this is I got to get a good sound effect let me see if I've got them handy here I have so many things and uh, nope that's not it so many wonderful things but I've got to do it especially you're a first time uh, for our program, ladies and gentlemen, founder of One Gen Away, author of The Dirty Church, uh, from Franklin, Tennessee, it's Chris Whitney. <laughs> Gotta have that. Yes, thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you so much for being, uh-oh, oh, stay right there. All right. You know, it's, it's uh, me, myself, and I, kind of like the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I got your head cut off. We oh, don't man, need that. Yeah, You're I'm, taller than I thought you were. Yeah, I'm a pretty short guy, so <laughs> I, I never had that happen. So thank you. I, 
feel taller now. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to get that in there and so we can see you. Now, wh what we're live is in that one right there, that monitor right there. So right. watch. Bam, bam, there you are. There we are. All there right. you go. But uh, thank you for coming. Yeah, my pleasure. Today. And uh, boy, our time goes fast. So I want to get into it right away. Uh, pastored for many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, now your ministry is primarily pastoral evangelistical, really, mm -hmm. uh, ministering to people. <sighs> do you believe like I believe Jesus is coming soon? So we've got a lot of work to I, do. I believe that with all my heart. I think that um, we have to get serious about the business of God. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and God, I'm a simple guy. And um, maybe you're, you're I want to say that. Um, like your battery might be low. Yeah, I, I okay. should have. Well, we're going to. We'll I'm do sorry. This way. No, you're good. We'll do this way. Let's see if I got um, you. We'll do this. There we go. That's better. Okay. I'm so sorry. No, I had that no. perfectly. I, I think I think we need to be about the business of God. And, uh, you know, my passion has been for my wife and I, it's been to mobilize people to get outside of our walls, back into our communities to love people. So God cares about one thing, one thing only, and that's people. Yes. He gave his only begotten son, you know, not to condemn us, but so that he could love us and, and lead us to him. And uh, he wants relationship with us. So I, um, God just gave us this idea that we could use a, a simple vehicle called food to kind of lead the church out into parking lots and love people. No, oh, I love it. I love it. Would that be a good description of the dirty church? Yeah. So the dirty church was about getting um, the church getting dirty again. And it's like we've huh. become very sterile it. and very clean. And <sighs> yes. um, we've built some amazing buildings. And, uh, you know, but Jesus never said build it and they will come. That was Field of Dreams, a good movie, that a was great a movie. movie, a neat movie, especially yes. if you love baseball. It's fun. <laughs> but Jesus said to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And, you know, and he talked about when he sent out the 70s, 72 depending on your translation, um, you know, dust your feet off, right? So if you've ever been to Jerusalem, which I've been fortunate to go to Israel, it's a very dusty place. It's very arid, very dry. So yeah. um, they got dirty a lot. They were washing their feet all the time. Why? Because they right. were dirty. Mm -hmm. And so um, and, and if we are going to be the church, it's going to force us to get our hands dirty again. Yeah. Because uh, the need is out there. And I just don't believe the need's going to come to us. I believe we are supposed to go because it said go, go into all the world. I haven't found the word stop, stop anywhere. Yeah, or, or wait and they're coming or something yes. like that. Wait you know? for a green light. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> it's always on green. You know, and, and hunger is such a big issue. And, and um, you know, Isaiah 58, we, we talked a little bit about this verses 6 through 12 is kind oh, of that, love it. the verse that kind of really leapt off the page at me and said, man, we've got to do something. No, it, it's really here. And I, I, of course it's here, but I never really, never really stood out to me. Like when you, you brought it to me, it tells, tells of course in verse seven of Isaiah 58, share your bread with the hungry, bring the homeless poor into your house. When you see them naked, cover them. Uh, you know, do, you're hiding yourself. Do not hide yourself from your own flesh and blood. That's an interesting twist. Yeah. That'll preach all by itself. But in verse 12, Repairer of the breach and restorer of streets for dwelling is what is our is our calling. Isaiah is telling the folks, come on. Yeah, let's get with let's, it. Yeah. Now I know you believe this, you preached it probably in your church, but how did one gen away happen? So it happened. We uh, we moved here to start a church from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, seventeen almost seventeen years ago now. St. Louis, we got a lot of St. Louis. All folks, right, Missouri so folks my friends in, in St. Louis and the Lou. It's good to see you. And um, we came here and started a church. We didn't know a soul. We had no financial support. We started a church from nothing. And then I say out of God's sense of humor, he had to start a food ministry with nothing. And uh, and when I would say with nothing, I mean with no physical, no money in the bank or anything like that. It was just a dream and a vision we believe God dropped in us. I was praying one day, and he dropped a phrase in my heart, one generation away. Mm. And uh, I didn't know what to do with it, so I reserved a domain name. And uh, I've been around for a while now, so I can remember having pagers where you had to go to a payphone. For those of you that don't remember what a pay, don't know what a payphone is, yeah. they were around the you know, all anyway. Put a so, dime in at one yeah. time. And uh, so um, I did that, and then I remembered back when my oldest daughter, who's now 32, and at the time when I was praying, she's about 16, but she's about nine years old, watching a special on Dr. King, and crying. And she looked at me and said, "Dad, why are they spraying the brown people?" 
And I felt like we're a generation Whoa. away from eliminating racism. You talked a little bit about it earlier where we have a generation of children now that, that don't see color as a barrier. They don't see it as a divide, which yeah. we shouldn't either in the body of Christ, right? No, that's, the whole issue. that's why when you mention it more and more, it makes it yeah, worse, not you know, better and so, calling these names. But And so we don't. And, sorry, and so I'm that, No, no, you're good. <laughs> and uh, and then um, so we didn't have we had a very small church at the time. You know, we only had like 12 people and. And we, we do these Saturday morning mobile pantries where we have 30,000 pounds of food dropped, a lot of produce loose that has to be bagged. So we needed some help. So I called some pastor friends and, hey, would you mind sending some people? And then all of a sudden I started to realize, you know, now today we have 15, 20 churches in a parking lot, but you don't know where anybody goes to church. So right. a generation away from eliminating denominationalism. Oh, uh, come on. And, um, and I'm, I'm not here language. to eliminate denominations, so no, please no. nobody out there just flip out on me. But I, what I'm saying is, We've got to learn how to come together as the body of Christ. Yeah. We don't see those denominations just like you don't see color. Yes. So we, we don't let totally. those things. We come out to serve together unconditionally to serve our community. And, and that way we're not, we're not what I talk about. We don't major in the minors. We're, we're majoring in the major, which is feeding people, serving the poor unconditionally, loving them as Jesus would. And so and then um, then Miss Rena happens. So Miss Rena. We used to do commodities with Mid Cumberland Community Action Agency. There's one here in Ashland City, mm -hmm. and um, they they uh, help with rent assistance and winterizing homes for the elderly. So we would do food commodities with them, and this is where this all started. Not and I didn't even know one gem was going to exist. We we started doing commodities, huh. and I would walk people out to their car, and I'm like, well, it's a government agency, but a public parking lot, so I can ask them, is there anything I can pray with you about today? So I would pray yes. with these people, and Miss Rena was signing people in. She was widowed. Um, beautiful woman just really sweet in her late 60s she shows up in my food line one day kevin and she, and she says um pastor chris thank you for this food and i said miss rena you're welcome and she goes no you no really thank you miss rena this is you're good she goes you just don't understand she said now i can buy my medicine now this is franklin tennessee so for those of you that don't know franklin. about williamson county franklin tennessee williamson county is the seventh wealthiest county yeah, in the United affluent. States of America. Yeah. And here I have a woman that I'm looking at making a food, making a decision between food and medicine. You can make me cry. So my definition of, of poverty is, is someone making a, a, a life or death decision over a commodity, such as food. I mean, we have elderly people that are feeding their pets what they would eat, what they should be eating, because they, and it's not healthy for the pet, and they're not eating because... And, and that just can't happen. And so here we are as the church. Sometimes we're sitting inside of our walls praying, well, God, just tell us what to give us something to do. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, we could just go feed people. You know, yeah, and just, that's a good start. And we're throwing so much food away. And um, I love the fact that you not just canned goods or bread. I mean, it's produce. And I was telling you, June, they said it is fruit and vegetable produce mm -hmm. month. Yeah, I don't know why? I mean, so we rescue. So we rescue. It sounds like a funny thing. We rescue food every day. We go to grocery stores <laughs> and we get food that that is close to date or some of it's just brand new, pristine food that wow. they just overstocked or whatever. And we get to go pick it up and we can give it away to our friends and neighbors in need. And, you know, if we can start changing the eating habits of a generation, we start changing the health of a generation. And then, you know, it just becomes a sick little byproduct. And then we provide children with the ability to have food to eat at school. They're going to school and don't eat if they, you know, maybe they're home for the weekend and have no food to eat. And, uh, you know, and this is the fast, you know, we were just talking about Isaiah, this is the fast we called you to, to feed the poor, yeah. take care of the widows and the orphans. So it's like, this is our opportunity for the church to be Jesus. Yeah. And so when we feed people at, on our Saturday mobile pantries, we ask every car that comes by, and we're talking 300 cars, 500 cars, Three to 500 yeah. families, a grocery cart full of food for free. We ask them one simple question. Is there anything I can pray with you about today? Yeah. And that opens up the doors like you can never imagine. Well, who doesn't want prayer? But they're getting the, the bread and the bread. Yeah, so you, well, <laughs> the, well, you know, it's hard for it's people not to like you when you're serving them unconditionally. Right? Yeah, no conditions. They don't have to sit through a sermon. Yeah. Not that those are... But I mean, we're deals, living a sermon, right? We're, we're, right? we're enacting. I mean, I think about Jesus with the with the adulterous woman, with the woman at the well, and it's like he just he didn't come up to affirm what they already knew to be a problem. Right. He came up to love them and say, "Hey, I am the bread Preach. of life." You Preach. know. And so 
we can offer the bread of life in a physical manner plus we get to offer the bread of life it's 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 basically we have we when i say we don't as a society as one of my board members put it we've asked people to prove they're sufficiently deficient to need help right think about it. that's pretty I, horrific i know exactly it? what you're saying because i've worked with so many different churches and uh, not to to, to tear them down at all but a lot of times it's more like the church people more than the organization that feel well they obviously they have food they're just trying to get a freebie the, you know yeah. that kind yes, of mentality totally. yeah. uh, I will never see them in church but they come on these days to get the I mean I've heard all those things yes. that are very negative so I hear what you're saying on that that's a wrong attitude for us right? well I've never I just never witnessed Jesus doing that with anyone right he said, I came that you may have life yeah. and that more abundantly. So all we're trying to do is help motivate the body of Christ, I our friends it. around the country. So, you know, we had this idea. So when I had this idea, the, the when I first dreamed of this, it was to feed a million people on a Saturday morning around the country and a million people being prayed with face-to-face -face by the local church. Hmm. And so that that's, that's how the big. dream started. Yeah, so yeah. now we're... We're heavily into building a replication model right now um, in Alabama. So it's kind of, it's close to us, but it, it helps us. Uh, but you're not just in to, Tennessee. So not just in Tennessee. We're, we've been in Alabama. We've been in Florida for two and a half years since Hurricane Michael. We've been going to, wow. we go to Panama City a week from Saturday to a truckload of food. Wow. Because there's still tarps on roofs down there and there's still some people that, that are displaced uh, two and a half years later. And, you know, with our society the way it is now, we're, we're so microwave fast food and the news is so fast, boom, boom, boom. We lose sight of the fact that there's people from a hurricane that many, two years ago, that are still suffering. Um, you know, these disasters, these natural disasters, as we call them, um, I tell people there's a natural disaster that happens, happens daily and it's called hunger. Yes. So when you see a hurricane and a flood, and, and we've both been around long enough, you know, it's amazing how the body of Christ mobilizes in an emergency yeah cross denominational i mean you'll yeah. see different groups different denominations, churches all buddying together man let's go let's yeah. go muck a house let's go I, build I love, a house i love and when go, the church does that but. and uh so but i what i think is what i what i know to be true is we could do this every day every week totally totally and you are proving that man you have upcoming projects you're going to panama city you said and yeah and, uh, and uh, i mean <laughs> There is never not a need, I guess. You know, never. No one in one in one in seven of the general population is food insecure. One in six children are food insecure. Um, wow. But you know what's really interesting is that we start getting calls. You know, it's it's interesting. You know, I've been I've been a Christian for over thirty gosh thirty four years now. We just came up on our thirty fourth anniversary of giving our hearts to Jesus, my wife and Praise I. God. And I think about the times where I've heard it said, man, if we could just get into the schools, if we could just, we work with the public school system, the police departments, the juvenile justice, wow. um, domestic violence. We just had Huntsville, Alabama, the Visitors Bureau of Huntsville called us. A guy saw me at a church here in Franklin. His mom goes there and he came and saw our video and called us and said, can you help us? So we are going to partner with Huntsville's Visitor Center and the Huntsville Public School System God. to feed children on the weekends yeah, because they're giving them meals during the week. And we're going to go down and supplement this Saturday. We're going to go and we're partnering with the, with the public school system. That's so awesome. it's it's the gospel can stand on its own. It's great. It's great. Does it make sense? You know, no, I mean, the totally. gospel is it's. It definitely can stand on its own. And unfortunately, the first half hour is almost up and, and uh, tell them. I meant to bring the brochure because I had it from the other yeah, day, yeah. the stats on how many have been fed, how many. Yeah, so we started out of the back of our car um, a little over 10 years ago, almost 11 years ago now. We became our own 501C in June of 13. So in 13, um, or in, in 14, we did, you know, maybe 200,000 pounds of food. So take that six years later. Last year we did 5.3 million pounds of food, over 4 million meals, and in Thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands of people prayed for face to face by a local church, even in the midst of a pandemic. Come on. And come on. Uh, and yeah. so that's where God gets the glory. It's and the thing is, it's it, for those of you that are watching, it's not even about the people that are receiving, but it's about you having an opportunity to be the vessel God wants to use 
to bring his glory and his honor into someone's life and you being the conduit of an answered prayer. Yeah. There's yeah. no feeling like that on earth. And imagine the look when somebody looks at you and they're crying as you're praying with them. And, and I mean, it's it's amazing what people ask you to pray for. Yeah. No. Amen. Uh, I uh, I want them to get your book. Uh, they can buy it at Amazon and all, but you're you're offering to give them a book if they go to your email. Yeah, at Chris, come, shoot, shoot me an email, and um, we've got. I'll, I'll send you a book, you know. And um, we'd love we'd love to. Um, I, it's not about the book. I didn't write a book to make money. I didn't. And I didn't even want to write a no, book to be honest I with you. I pray it'll inspire people you know, to do. But something. I just want I just want to motivate yes. people to yes. get out and serve their communities. Um, you know, so I just want to help people get where they can they can get out and do something. And it may not be food. There's a lot of things that need to be done. I mean, I'm I'm just I tell people we're a one trick pony, but we ride the horse pretty well. You know? but so you find you find I what motivates it. you. You know, it might be domestic violence. We work with domestic violence shelters. It might be medical. It might it could be anything. It could be literacy for children. It could be whatever you're passionate about. But yeah, do it with everything God has in you. And always remember. You can ask a very simple question. Is there anything I can pray with you about today? And I don't yeah. believe you're violating anybody's rights or religion or anything. You're just saying, hey, I want you to understand something. I care about you enough to pray for you earnestly and to believe God that he's going to show up in your life. Yeah. No, amen. Amen. Is there a way financially we can support and, and do you encourage that uh, yeah, you know, people yeah. sponsor yeah something? you can sponsor a truck you can support us financially onegenaway.com o-n-e-g-e-n-a-w-a-y.com every dollar is six meals um, every dollar is sixteen dollars worth of retail food we we leverage a dollar well according to our audit like 96.4 cents on the dollar goes to what we do so we're audited every year um and, and we're just grateful for people's support. And if you want a one gen to come to your city, please reach out to us, shoot us an email, and we can start having those conversations. For sure. I wanted to end the show instead of uh, in this first half hour, I, I wanted to end the show not with my normal ending, but as much as I can get in on this first half hour, a song that a uh, dear friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine put this together. And uh, this should be your heart today. This should be your heart to go where God wants you to go. And he did say, go, go, go. So let us go uh, where he wants us to go. Let me end the program with as much as I can of this song. This is where Jesus would go. everything they own now empty cardboard boxes that's what they're calling home but this is where Jesus would go there's a white-haired widowed lady laying in intensive care no one goes to see her but she needs love and prayer and this is where Jesus would go this is where Jesus would go we'll see you next time I want to go where you would go It's all right with me Cause Lord I just want to follow you See you next time Us young girls on a table Gonna give up her child She just needs someone to talk to Who is gentle and wise but this is where Jesus would go there's a soldier out on a battlefield asking heaven why 
he holds his buddy's hand and he hugs him as he dies but this is where Jesus would go I know this is where Jesus would go I want to go It's all right with me Cause Lord, I just want to follow you There's a broken hearted father Suffered his greatest loss As he watched his only son Die on an old cross. This is where Jesus did go. I know this is where my Jesus would go. Jack Whitaker and Darius Paxton produced and wrote that song, I believe, just for me. That's for sure. Well, we are back with, uh, we do the normal thing, but we're back and live. And this is where I get to be a little more relaxed and, and watch everybody live on Facebook anyway. And if you're talking to me on YouTube, Larry, I'll make sure. Lyle out in California, Darius in Mission, Texas. There's Larry. Cindy in California. Steve right here in Tennessee. Ron in Oklahoma. Cliff and Joyce in St. Louis. All right. 410's Pizza, it's our favorite. Uh, Jeanette, uh, Jeanette says, I'm on the soapbox with you. Crazy things happen. Dave and Barb uh, out in Wisconsin, and we like to make a cross. So we go from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast, North it. and South. So we make a cross every day. And uh, let's see, let's see. You're, I thank you, you're agreeing with me. Dan Nixon out there in West Tennessee. And uh, Darius, you're in Tennessee. I hope this is the week. Is this the week you're going to come visit us? I hope you'll come from Texas. You know, they're running over the border right where he's at, where he lives wow. in Mission, Texas. And uh, Philip is a new name. I, I try to memorize where everybody's from because they don't say it. Yeah. But Philip, what state are you watching from? Pastor Beatty is in Washington, Missouri, just outside of St. Louis. Yes, it is. Yes, Karen in San Jose, California. And uh, contact us at onegenaway.com. That's one thing that... Larry put, but if you put Chris, just Chris at one gen. One way to kind of come directly to me. Yes. All right. Yes. And Phyllis in Arizona. I'm glad you all are watching today and many more on YouTube and what to listen on our podcast. One brother what listens to us from Virginia. Uh, he works at the Liberty University, and uh, we replaced his Rush Limbaugh listening. On All the podcast. right. <laughs> good deal, man. That's a, that, that was a good swap right that, that's there. That's pretty good. cool. Yeah. So no, I am so thankful. You are definitely one of my heroes, uh, one of my newest heroes for what you do to not only what you do to feed, but to wake up the church, teaching, but like the dirty church says here, I'm just reading the subtitle, teaching people to love one another through service, because this is so important that mm -hmm. Jesus said, I know this because you're a pastor and and uh, the pastor is no more than evangelist usually, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But, Not real. but exactly, I love to suck up. Anyway, <laughs> so no, the um, the Jesus is so important. That if you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. And if you've not done it unto me, he separates you as sheep and goats. In, in Matthew, yes. he and goats, that's a bad thing to be. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have, you know, some of the reason I like you, you've got a lot of good one-liners. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so I threw out my little goat. Anyway, and, and, and he said, goats, they don't get a place even in heaven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. how important this is. And so we really have to wake up, church. And uh, I, I have a book. I also believe that the church would be a lot more palatable to the nation if we were loving without conditions, just yeah. like Jesus loved us unconditionally. 
And uh, so you got me on my soapbox preaching already. But No, I, I love that because I think that, that people feel like, you know, well, they say, well, then, you know, you're not convicting them of sin. Well, it wasn't our job to convict anyone of sin. <laughs> no, the Holy that's, Spirit's that's job, job is to convict people of sin. Yes. We need to lead them to a place. All I'm trying to do is give them an entree to understand, hey, one, God loves you more than you can ever imagine. So I'm trying to demonstrate that by I don't know who you are. I don't know anything about you right now, but I just want to give you some food and give you my time to love you where you're at. And I think that's, once again, it's hard for people to argue with that. And Yeah, right. You know, and in the first chapter of my book, I talk about in the 1930s, I believe the church acquiesced her responsibility to the federal government. It was called the ah, New Deal. Totally. And now we're now we have all these social media channels where as the church we can get on and gripe and complain about how the government's not doing a good job. Well, a lot of what they're doing is not their job. It's our responsibility as the body of Christ. And I believe we need to go take that responsibility back. Totally. And then when we do, I believe that the powers that be will call us and say, How are you all doing all this and feeding all these people and doing that? And then we can have some of those resources allocated to us because we can use a dollar more wisely because we're wise stewards of what God's given us. Yeah, yeah. And we can be more impactful to reach our community, serve our community, and then once again, share the gospel. And, and it's, um, I've never, I, I don't get hung up about, you know, people say, well, separation of church and state. Man, the only separate, the only thing that separates me from another human being is my lack of unction to go talk to them. And so as long as I get the unction Yes. To go talk to them. Yes. Nothing's stopping me from being Jesus no. to them at that moment, right? And that, yeah. that's how I look at it. So we um, we work with school parking lots, community college parking lots, and because they're all concerned about the people they serve. And so if they're concerned about the people they served as the body of Christ, we ought to definitely be concerned about the people we serve. So Totally, totally. And you, when you see it happen, because uh, uh, I, I believe I shared it with you back at that breakfast, but maybe not. That uh, when I had my crew in Branson, we would go to places, Santa Rosa, with the fires. It was the church that stepped up, and Santa Rosa knows it. The church and Chick-fil-A in that yeah, area yeah. would totally served and help people, and they recognize that. But even more nationally, Houston, after Harvey, mm -hmm. that hurricane, and so we brought our cameras there, too, as well, to show what the church and FEMA said, the church outdid us yes. in this circumstance, and the government had to bow down to the fact that the church stepped up. If only that happened, there would be what we, I think, a real revival, not a set of Holy Ghost meetings but uh, or concerts, but a real revival of, to quote my father-in-law, he used to sing a song, it's a love revival, um, that kind of yeah. <laughs> revival yeah. of love and compassion. That's the main way Jesus won people to himself. I, I agree. I think that, um, you know, there's there's this whole idea. I tell people, I said, you know, if you want to invite somebody to church, invite them to a food distribution in a parking lot and go, this is what church looks like. Yeah. That's then take them to a Sunday morning service and go, well, this is church. No, this is a this is part of what church. This yeah. is what fuels us and equips yeah. us to go have church Come on, outside see, in a parking lot me. somewhere. That and makes so much sense. Yeah, and I think that's where, you know, because I, unfortunately, rightfully so, people sometimes see the church as just a building that that really doesn't care about anything outside of it, and it's right. Like, and 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 unfortunately, it's justifiable. So it's time that we just flip the script a little bit and say, well, we're going to come outside of our walls, and then we'll invite you into our walls to show you how we get fed and how we get equipped so that we have the energy and the strength to come outside these walls and give what we've been given. That's what it's called. The Dirty Church. The dirty church. Exactly, exactly. You're, that's what you're describing. I love the title, and I love, which now begs the question that you brought up, can any church, do you have a template? Do you go to a church? If they ask you, do they go to yeah. onegenaway.com? Come, and they call us, and we'd love to talk to them. We've got a template for our mobile pantry model. Oh, wonderful. We'd love to come visit with them, um, see if they'd be interested. Uh, I'm looking for churches all across the country that obviously want to do this. Yes, yes do and, it, do but it. it's Tell uh, your pastor. But I'm, I'm upfront about this. You know, this is a commitment. Yeah. So one of the things I write in the book is um, I heard a guy speak one time, uh, Tennessee Christian Chamber of Commerce, um, and, and he said commitment or consistency trumps commitment. And when he first said it, I thought, well, that, no, man, I don't like you know, I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm there. 
I'm an arrogant jerk sometimes, and I admit it, you know, and I mean, I'm, you know. Well, I doubt that. But Because uh, that's I, my first response, too. I mean, I, so I went home and prayed about it, and God convicted me, and he said, hold on, think about this for a minute. So I wrote out kind of this five-word phrase for what I believe how one gen, why, why we've been so successful and why God's blessed it is um, commitment leads to consistency, which leads to credibility, hmm. which leads to an open heart to receive, which leads to impact. I need to write this down. This is Does that make sense? Stuff. So, so, so that, that consistency is the thing we've lacked as the body of Christ. We show up and then we never come back again or we come back a year later or two years later. Right. But that consistency of showing up in a community on an ongoing basis and people can count us. So your commitment, consistency, then you have credibility because they're like, these people aren't going to go away. They just keep showing up. Right. And then when you have that credibility, then that just opens up their heart to receive what God has for them. So when they ask you to pray, they know that you mean it. Does that make sense? So you, I, I love it. I'm writing it down. Yeah. And so, it everywhere I go. so then that 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 credibility <laughs> then leads open heart to receive, which then leads to impact. Then the impact of God in their life shows up. So this is a, a, a long term process. Uh, I wish we could microwave it. I wish we could, you know, yeah. drive through it and make it. But the gospel was never meant to be microwaved or, or drive through. It was meant to be lived over a period of time. And so churches, when you call us, I'm going to ask you about committing to this. You know, and I'm not saying we need to do, you know, we may do three in the first year, two or three. And then the next year we might do four or five. And then, but we'd like to get it where we're doing it once a month or twice a month, maybe in different locations of your community where we can continue to show up oh, so and good. be the hands and feet of Jesus. And then what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to invite other churches that aren't like you that, you know, maybe, yes. maybe if you're Baptist, you invite a, a church of Christ or, or, or somebody else to come and serve. A Pentecostal with and a then, Baptist. Yeah. And then imagine, but it's, so Jesus said, thy kingdom come maybe on heaven? earth as it is in heaven. Yes. So in kingdom, when we get to heaven, I don't believe there's going to be the Baptist corner or the church of Christ. corner. No, I, I, I got my one liner for that. You know, you go to, you know, tags don't mean much. If you go to heaven, they get torn off. You go to the other place, they get burned off. So, <laughs> I like that. That's true. So, I mean, and that, so that's the thing is, is let's build a kingdom model here. Yes. Let's bring churches together On. across racial denominational lines. Let's just serve people unconditionally. And they go, because it's hard for us to ask for the world to get along if we can't get along as the body of Christ. Right. You know how many times I've said that on that I can box? imagine. I know you probably, yeah. And I mean, so it's like, oh this gosh. is just a simple way for us to get along and for the world to see us get along. And then to go, I could be like that. I could do that. Yeah. I've had people come back with cards. This is my favorite stories. People come bouncing back with a shopping cart and they'll say, hey, you don't know me. You know, we meet thousands of people literally in a given year. And every month I'm meeting hundreds of people I don't know before. And they'll say, I used to be in this line, but now I don't have to be. So oh. I'm going to come back and serve. Oh, you're going to make me cry again. Stop. Well, and the other thing we do, too, is with our, well, COVID kind of messed this up. But what we would do before it was with our recipients is they'd say, could I help? And I'd say, sure. Because I believe it's the first step out of the cycle. Yeah. I'm needed. Yeah. I'm valuable to someone of else. Of course. Of course. You know what I mean? So it's like there's just so many things about this. Once again, I may, I may not be the sharpest tack in the pack, but I'm in the pack. <laughs> You're in the pack. So it's like, and so I think that most people watching would say, well, this is just so simple. It's just, well. God's just really simple. You know, Jesus yeah. just, he talked well, about farming, which they yes. did. You know, he he just brought it down to a level where a guy like me could understand it. So to me, yeah. this is just the simplicity of the gospel. Yet we see, we've seen people be delivered from suicide. We've seen people saved in a parking lot. We've seen people healed. We've seen people set free. I mean, I remember one story, one of my, uh, one of my board members at the time, he, he would say he was a card-carrying introvert. And <laughs> he, he was visibly shaken with the, when he came back with a shopping cart. Yeah. And, and I said, what happened? He goes, well, you know, I just asked the question, you know, is there anything I pray with you about? And this woman doesn't know her from man in the moon. Yeah. He said, these are the kind of people I never would have ran into. And she said, yes. She said, my brother's dying. Would you pray that my family would let him go? Is this Whoa. in a parking lot giving food away? And he goes, I Whoa. prayed with her. And he goes, I looked up and she is weeping. And she goes, she grabs me and hugs me and says, I thought I came to get food today, but I came so you could pray with me. No. So that's, those are the stories. That's why we do what we do. And, and it's not about the food. Yeah. And don't downplay what you've done because 
don't give me those stories live because I start crying. <laughs> I'm just a crybaby. Sorry. Baby. Well, I I get it. I am such a you know I don't my eyes leak. Um, <laughs> but um, don't downplay. The, and I know you do not mean to one gen away because we ask constantly if you really love the Lord. What can we do? Yeah. We see the need. What can we do? You have now given us that tool that we can participate in and that every church, what pastor, tell your pastor, and if you're, some of y'all are pastors that are watching, what in the world is holding you back from doing this? And uh, because this is definitely a godsend for the body of Christ in this nation. And probably yeah. eventually you'll be around the world. Who knows? Yeah, we don't. I mean, we, we've, we've, we've not. <laughs> I'm not we, speaking prophetically. No, no, no. I mean, and we're, we're open you know, someday to that, I think, you know, if there's relationship internationally, but I think our passion right now, which is what we say is to wipe hunger off the face of America Come by on. teaching people to love one another through service. I'm a firm believer in, we can't keep showing videos of third world countries, which I've been to, and I want to help tremendously, right. but we can't keep stepping over our neighbor to feed somebody on the other side of the world because we yeah. lose our credibility again. Yeah. It's about credibility. Acts one, should be here. Acts one eight was not multiple choice. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. It was meant to be done simultaneously. Did you watch my show yesterday? No, I didn't, but I wish I probably should have. I'd probably say it better. I, I, you probably said it better. But no, I, no. It's, it's just a very simple thing of it's it's just it's a simultaneous activity. You know, my yeah. my um, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world, we're supposed to do all four. Yeah. And we can't neglect the one without doing the other. The other. And I think that that's where um, hopefully we can help the local church do that and become – you know, we, I want to bring the local church back to our community where we become the community hub, the community focus for needs met, people being loved on. And uh, and so a Saturday morning, our the way we've got the way our 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 process runs in three to four hours, you're finished and you've yeah. just touched three to five hundred families, prayed with them, fed them. So it's less than half a day. We have the volunteer in mind. I respect people's time. I, I understand how important it is and how valuable it is. Our events are children friendly. Mm -hmm. Train up a child in the way they should go. I believe for me, this vision was about kids because that they'll go to college one day and say, man, I've been feeding people with my parents. We're gonna go feed somebody today. Come on. And then all of a sudden it just becomes this byproduct of people coming around the country where we're saying we are not gonna tolerate hunger in this nation. No, we shouldn't, we shouldn't. And, and it's our responsibility. It is. Not the government. No, not at all. They mess everything up anyway. Uh, you know, they've made people just, well, anyway, I'm not going to go on the government. But see, what you've done is when somebody says, how do I do this? How do I do you've, you've taken that, you know, the uh, out the question, how can we to when can we, you know, and uh, because a lot of uh, a lot of folks have good hearts. And even some of the churches have these pantries yes. that try to help people. Yes. But you have a massive who are those that are helping maybe national some national stores oh, yeah. and we, produce. Well, we have Aldi, Walmart, Whole Foods. God bless them. Um, Publix, Kroger. Yeah. Um, so you can you know, do this on a yo, national yeah, level. Yeah. Any I mean, church. Yeah. St. Louis. Wouldn't you love to do one in St. Louis? I would. I've never done one in my hometown, Come which on is something now. I know. And, and Cliff I'm, and Joyce, they know how to do this stuff. And so, man. I mean, we, um, it, it's the, the food's Pastor out there. It, it's plentiful. And uh, we, we want to just help people do what what we've been called to do and, and and like you said we figured out the why and the how now it's just a matter of when do you want to do it you know and i think yeah. that's we try to make it as simple as possible for everyone involved to be able to feed people to do what do what they need to do and so <sighs> it takes it. it takes it takes money everything takes money right i mean to do you said did you not say for a dollar that's six meals, yeah. Meals, whole, mm. me not just six yeah, no. pieces of bread yeah, or yeah. loaves of bread. That's yeah. true. Multi that how can that even be? I guess with the help of the well, with all these stores that give us so much food, you know, yeah. we collect. I mean, every day of the week, we're we're rescuing four, three to four tons of food, and most of it's pro fresh produce every yeah. day of the week. I mean, so it's like so you do five million pounds. It's a hundred dollars yeah. is six hundred people mm -hmm. for yeah, six hundred meals. meals. Yeah. $1,600 of retail food. So it's not really the how. He's got the how down. It's the why are you not doing it? You know, why are you not helping and uh, and blessing? My wife, we're going to have to. Do you have monthly sponsors? We do monthly. Do? Monthly giving is really a big deal. So you, even $5 a month. I mean, it's like it's a big deal to us because. Who can't do that? Our fuel bill That's is 30 like. 30 meals, right? Yeah, our fuel bill is $1,500 a month in our trucks. We have refrigerated trucks because we have to 
food yeah. temperature, food safety, all sure. those things, you know. And so we, we, our guys are out picking up food, loving on people. And it's like in the backs of the stores. I mean, we build relationships in so many places. We, we, we work, I told you, we work with the police department. We work with the school systems. We work with uh, domestic violence shelters. We work with medical places. Any place, food, food crosses every barrier, every line in our society. Well, I know it's dear to my heart for sure. I, that, you know, I tell people, I said, I didn't know anything about food other than I like to eat it. And yeah. I mean that. <laughs> Right. I, I wasn't in the grocery business. I wasn't. Right. I mean, I sold insurance. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I, but, you but God, do. right? But God, you do sell insurance still. Yes, we do. <laughs> Give food insurance. Yes, that's for yes, sure. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I want you. I can't believe it's ten minutes left. That's it. We always end with prayer and pray. We have prayer requests and things. But I want you to start off the prayer. I want you to look in your camera, which is number one. Okay. Over there. Yep. And uh, and I want you to tell people what they can do to help, uh, and and how to pray. Uh, how to support, do, get just this one time in, one more time in, and I hope you'll come back. Give us updates. Like, I'd love rarely. to come back, man. I'd love Can to you, come back. We're not too far from you. No, you, I'd love and, to come back. Are you yes, kidding here? Yes, please. And, um, and then pray that we'll not just be hearers, but we'd be doers yeah. of this word. It's your camera now. It's your time. Go. Well, Father, um, I'm humbled to be here, and I'm humbled that people are watching and listening right now, Father. And Lord, I pray you would open our hearts, our ears, our minds to hear what you would have to say to us. Yes, Lord. God, we get an opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We pray for this almost daily, God. So we, I thank you that you've given us a vision for how to be the hands and feet of Jesus yes, Lord. to a lost, lonely, and hurting world. And God, the people we encounter, you can tell they haven't talked to somebody, especially since this pandemic. They haven't seen anybody. They haven't talked to anyone. What an opportunity for us to just love them and pray with them and meet a need. And God, I thank you for the ability to multiply and seed. Father, for every dollar is $16 worth of retail food. A dollar is six meals. God, thank you that you would continue to give us wisdom in stewardship, wisdom in favor on how to get more food and, and so we can serve more people and stretch the dollars that have been given to us. And God, we thank you for those that are giving already, the monthly commitments, the people that give of their resources, God, to expand the kingdom of heaven. Yes, yes, Lord. And God, and I, I pray for each and every one of us, God, that we would not just be hearers, but also doers of the word. Yes, God. You know, that's where faith truly lies. You know, if we're not doing something, we're not exercising our faith. And then we become apathetic, Father. We don't want to be a, a church that's apathetic. We want to be a church that's vibrantly faithful to the community we live in. And, Father, I pray that churches would continue to reach around the world yes, to share the gospel. But I pray they wouldn't forget their Jerusalem, the people in their congregation, the people that are outside across the street that are in their community, the store owners, the shop owners. God, we've just come through one of the most challenging years we've ever faced as a yes, nation. Lord. So, God, I pray as churches and church people, as restaurants open, we would tip bigger. We would love on waiters and waitresses. I had, I had a gentleman come to our food line that was a musician, and he looked at me and he said, are you the guy that started this? I said, yes, sir, I am. He said, thank you. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you. He said, I haven't worked in, in eight months. Oh, Lord. And he said, but you people, you're so kind and giving. He said, this is just such a great experience. And I thought... Thank you, Jesus, that people see receiving food, which is so hard to do. If you've been out there and you've had to receive food, you know what I'm talking about. We've been there. We had a daughter born with spina bifida. We, we went through a government food line for six months. We've been there. And, and you know how humiliating it can be. So God, help us to not humiliate people, but to encourage them and love them that this is a season. If I could look in the camera right now and say this to you, some of you are going through a season right now. Come on. Seasons change. Yes. So if you need help right now, if you need food assistance, if you need utility help, don't be bashful. Get the help because it's a season. God's taking you from one season to another and allow those that want to love you and help you, allow them to be gifted to help you so that you can help someone else and they can help someone else. I want to encourage you today. Don't be bashful. Take the help that's available. God wants to help you because he wants to take you from glory to glory. And so, God, I thank you for every person watching that is going to be the hands and feet of Jesus that's going to meet the need of someone they don't even know right now. Somebody's praying for them to show up into their life, 
And the person that's listening right now is praying, God, use me to be in someone's Mm -hmm. life. And the two of you are going to meet, and it's going to be glorious. And you're both going to cry and hug and say, to God be the glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pray for the... For this nation, pray for yes, a real God. revival in this nation. Yes. I love revival. Mm-hmm. Be with our pastors and all ministries, evangelists around this nation. Be with not only our spiritual leaders, but our governmental leaders, yes. Lord. Pre- uh, D- Democrat and Republican alike. Uh, our president, mm-hmm. we pray for peace. We pray for uh, that uh, he'll receive a dream in the middle of the night that will be interpreted by a, a godly man or woman, boy or girl. And and uh, just wake everyone up to the the knowledge of Jesus Christ in yes. this nation. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Yes, all Father. of the needs with healing, financial needs. Uh, uh, we call forth Braden to be alive and well in, in Branson area. Uh, he's gone missing for now a few days. I talked with his mama today. Mm. God, please, please, back. please bring him home safely Safe. in the name yes. of Jesus. Jesus and all those that are suffering, going through tough times right now, God, you'll bring them to the other side. You are a valley walker. You'll walk mm. through us through the valley and we'll get to the mountaintop. We pray for all this as well as putting on the armor of God. We put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. We proclaim this every day the shoes of readiness on our feet so we go where you want us to go and do what you prompt Mm -hmm. us to do. Tie our hands to your purpose and bind our feet to your path. We take up the shield of faith and reject every lie and temptation of the devil. We raise up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. come into our life today and every day and fill us with your presence so we can bear much fruit as you have called us to do today and every day. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you for Chris and one gen away. And uh, help us to be a part of the solution in this nation. In Jesus' mighty matchless name, amen, amen. amen. Thank you, brother, for being here today. Thank you. I'm telling you, uh, I am so encouraged and blessed. I pray for stuff like this to happen. And when I see it, man, I love to talk about it and promote it in any way that I can. And if you all want the book, Chris is, he's a giver. You, he's not only giving away food, he wants to give away his book, The Dirty Church. So if you truly want to be part of The Dirty Church, which I do, come on, uh, then you can get it. Chris, C-H-R-I-S, at 1-G-E-N-G-E-N-A-W-A-Y.com. Just email him and say, I want the book. Give him your address, right? And yes, then, sir. All right. And there you've got the book, The Dirty Church. Or you can go to Amazon and buy it which I really would like you to do that because you help support. But if you you get a free book, you definitely should support monthly or a good one-time gift to help. Uh, Larry's putting it up for those on Facebook and YouTube that are watching Chris at OneGenAway.com. That is it. And uh, and we got to go now, but promise you come back. I would love to come back. Thank you for the privilege of being here. You not only give out food, you gave me something to chew on. Uh, true community is commitment to consistency. Credit to consistency leads to credibility, to the, the open heart and an impact. I, I love. It. I wrote all down the notes, and I can expound on every one of those points. And it probably will the next time I go yeah. out to preach. Just got booked into New York City again. Finally, it's open. I miss that church. It's a, such right. a good church right there in the Bronx. And uh, so we'll be back there in December. It'll be in Ohio, Indiana. We're tr- and ever ago, I'm going to tell them about this one gen away. So. I need some more, uh, not books, but some, bro- some more than brochures. I'll get some brochures, yeah, we got to get you national. I we, would love it, man. We're going to wipe off. Your goal is to wipe out hunger. In America. In America. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So help support them. I can talk about supporting us and all, but I want to focus on one gen away. Thank you all monthly supporters. This month you're getting a, your gift with the newsletter is this book from one of our newest partners, Jesus for Satan. This is a great tool to let people know that Jesus is alive and well. The devil's alive, but he ain't well. All right, Jesus is alive and well. Anyway, we'll be back. uh, Is today Wednesday? Yes, we'll be back tomorrow then for sure. And uh, this same time, this same station. So until then, let's spread the word. Jesus is the answer for this world today. Take us out, Larry, with some music. This brings to a close another edition of AM Kevin. We're glad you were able to join us. The A.M. Kevin Show is presented Monday through Friday featuring evangelist, composer, and gospel artist Kevin Shorey and the entire A.M. Kevin Club gang. 
If you'd like to contact us, you can call us at 844-47-KEVIN. That number once again is 844-475-3846. Or you can write us at Kevin Shorey Ministries, P.O. Box 222, Pleasant View, Tennessee, 37146. Our email address is kshoreymen at aol.com. And you can also visit us at our website, kevinshorey.com. Join us again next time when we present another edition of AM Kevin. And remember, Jesus is the answer for this world today. AM Kevin is a part of the outreach ministry of Kevin Shorey Ministries, Inc., All Rights Reserved.